Welcome everyone to another episode of Bedtime with Dan and we're going to crack on with our stories of Odin. So last week we found out about Odin and his three brothers and how they created the world essentially. Um, it's been a long day. I've got my onesie on and uh, I'm looking forward to just having a chill out moment with you guys and uh, find out how it goes. So here we go. The ash tree in Drizzle is a mighty ash tree, the most perfect and beautiful tree of all trees, also the largest. It grows between the nine worlds and joins them, each to each. It is the biggest of all the trees there are, and the finest. The top of its branches are above the sky. It is so large that the roots of the ash are in three worlds and is fed by three wells. The first root, and the deepest, goes into the underworld of Niflheim, the place that exists before other places. In the centre of the dark world is the ever-churning spring, Fergamir. So loud it sounds like a roaring kettle. The dragon Ninhog lives in these waters and it is always gnawing at the root from below. The second route goes to the realm of the frost giants, to the well that belongs to Mimir. There is an eagle who waits at the highest branches of the world tree and who knows many things, and a hawk who perches between the eagle's eyes. A squirrel, Ratosk, lives in the branches of the world tree. It takes gossip and messages from Nidhogg, breed corpse eater, to the eagle and back again. The squirrel turns lies to both of them and takes joy in provoking anger. There are four stags who gaze on the huge branches of the world tree, devouring the foliage and the bark. There are uncountable snakes at the base of the tree, biting at the roots. The world tree can be climbed. It is from the tree that Odin hung himself in sacrifice, making the world tree a gallows and himself the gallows god. The god did not climb the world tree. They travel between the worlds using the Bifrost, the rainbow bridge. Only the gods can travel on the rainbow. It would burn the feet of any frost giant or troll who attempted to clamber up on to reach Asgard. There are the nine worlds. Asgard, the home of the Aesir. This is where Odin makes his home. Alfheim, where the light elves live. The light elves are as beautiful as the sun or the stars. Nidavallir, which is sometimes called Swartalheim, where the dwarfs, who are also known as dark elves, live beneath the mountains and build their remarkable creations. Midgard, which is where the world of women and men, the world in which we make our home. Jodenheim, where the frost giants and the mountain giants wander and live and have their halls. Vanheim, where the Vanir live, the Vin, the Van, Vanir, where the Vanir live, the Aesir and the Vanir are gods, united by peace treaties, and many Vanir gods live in Asgard with the Aesir. Niflheim, the dark mist world, Muspel, the world of flame, where Serta waits, and there is a place named after its ruler, Hel where the dead go who did not die bravely in battle. 
the last roots of the world tree go to the spring in the home of the gods, to Asgard, where the Aesir make their home. Each day the gods hold their council here, and it is here they will gather in the last days of the world before they set out for their final battle of Ragnarok. It is called the Well of Urd. There are three sisters, the Norns, who are wise maidens. They tend the well and make sure that the roots of Yggdrasil are covered with mud and cared for. The well belongs to Urd. She is fate and destiny. She is your past. With her are Verdandi. Her name means becoming. And hers is the present. And Skold, whose name means that which is intended. And her domain is the future. The Norns will decide what happens in your life. There are other Norns, not just those three. Giant Norns and Elf Norns, Dwarf Norns and Vanir Norns, good Norns and bad, and what your fate will be is decided by them. Some Norns give people good lives and others give us hard lives, or short lives or twisted lives. They will shape the f your fate there at Erd's well. So that was a bit of information about the, uh, the life tree. So this story is Mimir's head and Odin's eye. In Jodenheim, the home of the giants, it's Mimir's well. It bubbles up from the deep in the ground and it feeds Ingdisril, the well tree. Mimir, the wise one, the guardian of memory, known many things. His well is wisdom. And when the world was young, he would drink every morning from the well by dipping the, the horn known as Yalahorn into the water and draining it. Long, long ago, when the worlds were young, Odin put on his long cloak and his hat, and in the guise of a wanderer, he travelled through the land of the giants, risking his life to get to Mimir to seek wisdom. One drink from the water of your well, Uncle Mimir, said Odin. That is all I asked for. Mimir shook his head. Nobody drank from the well but Mimir himself. He said nothing. Seldom do those who are silent make mistakes. I am your nephew, said Odin. My mother, Bestel, is your sister. That is not enough, said Mimir. One drink, with a drink from your well, Mimir, I will be wise. Name your price. Your eye is my prize, said Mimir. Your eye in the pool. Oda did not ask if he was joking. The journey through giant country to get to, get to Mimir's well had been long and dangerous. Odin had been willing to risk his life to get there. He was willing to do more than that for the wisdom he sought. Odin's face was set. Give me a knife, was all he said. After he had done what was needed... He placed his eye carefully in the pool. It stared up at him through the water. Odin filled the Yarnal horn with the water from Mimir's pool and he lifted it to his lips. The water was cold. He drained it down. Wisdom flooded into him. He saw farther and more clearly with his one eye than he had ever done with two. Thereafter, Odin was given other names. Blinder, they called him, the blind god, and Hurrah, the one-eyed. 
and Balyig, the flamed-eyed one. Odin's eye remains in Mimir's well, preserved by the water that feeds the world ash, seeing nothing and seeing everything. Time passed when the war between the Aesir and the Vanir was ending, and they were exchanging warriors and chiefs. Odin sent Mimir to the Vanir as an advisor to the Aesir god Honir. He would be the next chief of the Vanir. Honir was tall and good-looking, and he looked like a king. When Mimir was with him to advise him, Honir also spoke like a king and made wise decisions. But when Mimir was not with him, he seemed unable to come to a decision, and the Vanir soon, soon tired of this. They took their revenge not on Honir but on Mimir. They cut off Mimir's head and sent it to Odin. Odin was not angry. He rubbed Mimir's head with certain herbs to prevent it from rotting, and he chanted charms and incantations over it, for he did not wish Mimir's knowledge to be lost. Soon enough, Mimir opened his eyes and spoke to him. Mimir's advice was good, as it was always good. Odin took Mimir's head back to the well beneath the well tree, and he placed it there, beside his eye. In the waters of knowledge of the future and of the past, Odin gave the Horn to Heimdall, watchman of the gods. On the day of Horn is blown, it will wake the gods, no matter where they are, no matter how deeply they sleep. Heimdall will blow the horn only once, and at the end of all things, at Ragnarok. So there was a couple short stories, a bit more information. They do eventually get into proper stories um, with like Thor's fishing trip and with Loki and things like that. But we're just, but the minute we're just getting information about Odin and who he is, which I hopefully you still enjoy. And uh, I'll catch you next week. See you later.